Hi everyone, welcome back to Daily Manna, where we're learning to feed on the Word of God chapter by chapter. My name is Andrew, and in this episode we'll be covering Acts chapter 24. In Acts 24, we will once again see Paul in a very difficult situation. Paul found himself in a courtroom, having to defend himself. He was being accused by a Jewish counselor, and had to make his defense before Felix, a Roman governor. We see in the latter part of Acts 24, of Felix as an unrighteous politician. Felix knew that Paul had not done anything wrong. However, in order to gain favor with the Jews and with the hope of receiving money from Paul and his friends, he kept Paul in custody for two years. Felix allowed Paul's friends to visit him, but his purpose in doing so was to receive money. In Paul speaking to Felix, Paul testified of his innocence and vindicated himself as a person who behaved according to the scriptures. Paul was not willing to compromise in any way. Had he been willing to compromise even a little, he might spare himself of suffering and two years of imprisonment. But compromising isn't just a quality that we see in the Apostle Paul. Paul loved the Lord Jesus and earnestly desired to live a life that would magnify Christ in every situation. He was fully constituted with Christ and was the reproduction and living again of a such a Christ. The Christ within Paul's being would not permit him to compromise. His responsibility as the witness of Christ was to testify what he has seen and heard to others. In Acts 20, we saw that while Paul was speaking to the Ephesian elders in Miletus, Paul mentioned that he knew that bonds and afflictions were awaiting him, and he did not consider his life as precious to himself, that he might testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Here in Acts 24, Paul was in a situation where his life is in danger, and he speaks true to what he had testified to the Ephesians' elders. It was not an option for him to compromise, to protect himself or to protect his life. In Acts 24, verse 16, we see a glimpse of how Paul was able to live such a life of absoluteness and without compromise for the sake of the gospel of God. Paul said to Felix, In this I also exercise myself, to have always a conscience without offense toward God and men. Paul uttered a similar word when he defended himself before the Sanhedrin in Acts 23. There Paul said, I have conducted myself in all good conscience before God until this day. In these two verses, Paul exercised to have a conscience without offense toward God and men and to conduct himself in all good conscience before God. Paul's testimony concerning his conscience showed us his high standard of morality in contrast to the hypocrisy of the Jewish religionists and the crookedness of the Roman politics. As believers, the exercise of maintaining a conscience without offense toward God and man is of utmost importance. Our conscience is a part of our spirit which functions to correct our wrongdoings and to reprove us so that we will not have peace when we come short of the glory of God. All of us as saved ones have to deal with our conscience, making sure it is without offense toward God and toward men. If we don't deal with our conscience, we will not have peace within. If we don't deal with our conscience, we will not be able to pray properly. Our reading of the Bible will be tasteless, and our speaking of the gospel will be powerless. Our conscience can be likened to a window, and our being, especially our inner being, can be likened to a room. The light that we receive from God or from the Word must pass through the window of our conscience. Whenever the window is dirty or covered, no light, however strong it might be, can come in. In our daily living, if we did something to offend our conscience, it is best to deal with it right away, 
not allow it to pass away. In this way, our inner being will be full of light. Perhaps we will be full of light for three days. Then we encounter a situation that caused us to do something to offend God or others. As soon as this happens, we should deal with the feeling that we receive from a conscience right away. We can do this by confessing our sins to God and dealing with our sins before man. This will result in a pure conscience. A conscience that is void of offense before God testifies that God is pleased with us and there is no separation between us and God. Such a testimony of the conscience is indispensable to a life that walks according to the Spirit. This should be our goal. This should be the goal of every believer. If this has not been attained, we should not be satisfied. This is the normal life of a believer. The Apostle Paul lived such a life. Paul also said in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 12, For our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in singleness and sincerity of God, not in fleshly wisdom but in the grace of God, we have conducted ourselves in the world. This verse talks about the testimony of our conscience. Only a conscience void of offense can testify for the believer. Even though the testimony of man is good, the testimony of one's own conscience is more precious. Paul said that he boasted in this. In our path of walking according to the Spirit, we should often have such a testimony from the conscience. Many times what others say about us may be wrong because they cannot understand how God is leading us. They may misunderstand us and they may misjudge us, just as the apostles were misunderstood and misjudged by the believers in the past. On the other hand, others may also praise us or admire us because of what they see in our Christian living. In both of the situations, we should not care so much for our praise or criticism. Only the testimony of our own resurrected conscience counts for anything. May we learn from the Apostle Paul and exercise to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. That's it for today. Keep enjoying the Bible.